Hey guys, thank you for clicking play, taking that index finger with that fat thumb, and pushing play, play, play. <laughs> hey guys, so welcome, uh, we're on episode 4-2, 4-2 is in August, right, August 28, 2018, and hopefully on episode 4-2, you guys have made something work for you in real estate. And that could be, you know, sending off some leads, making some cash off of it. That could be having an interview with a wholesaler, getting your first deal in paper or wrapping up, uh, networking, making something on your new journey in real estate. Um, I know there's a few that already has made money. I know I'm making money. And I hope you're doing the same because that's why I'm creating this podcast. That's why I'm on here and that's why I'm on episode four too. Um, so hopefully you guys are making some money in real estate because that's the whole goal is to help people in real estate. And when you do that, somehow you just get paid. All right. So we're on episode two, four, two. And right now we're going to talk a little bit about you know, you started your business, hopefully you're making money in real estate. And what do you do with that money? Well, in the beginning, you're going to have to keep piling that money up and piling it up. And if you're wholesaling, you're going to you're going to put some uh, back into marketing. You're going to put some into getting more leads. You're going to put money into the game um, and you got to save some, put some in the game, save some, put some in the game. You got to keep doing that until the money you saved has a large amount, and hopefully by the time you have a large amount of pile of cash sitting in a, in a bank account, you are ready to start flipping your first home. And when I say flip it, I mean the physical part of it, the ugly house taken off the roof. Hopefully by that time you build up enough team that you have a contractor, you have a good team, and you want to start flipping. Because when you start flipping, there's a potential that's where you get the bigger checks. You know, you can still make big checks because I made big checks in wholesaling, but there's a potential of you making bigger checks when you flip that house all the way. It's almost like you raised a goose and you, you raised it and you nurtured it and you fed the goose and all of a sudden it starts to lay uh, golden eggs. You, you keep that goose. And it's almost the same with flipping. You want to see the ugly house. You fix it up. You get it ready. You market it. You put stage in. You put the photographer in there. And boom. It's time for you to get paid. Alright. So back to what I was saying is. What do you do. You know. After you start making money. How do you continue to make your money work hard for you? That's the key. That a lot of rich and wealthy people know how to do. They know how to make their money work harder for them. And that goes back to the Rich Dad Poor Dad book. Which is all the way back in the earlier episode. The full quadrant. Um, and the quadrant on the I side. Which is the investments and the assets. And that's where you, that's that column that makes where your money start working for you. Well... You know, about a year and a half ago, I learned another tool, you know, to make your money work harder for you. And um, that tool is what I want to share with you today. So when you start making money in real estate and you're buying an asset, 
and that asset starts bringing you income, what do you do with that income? So let me ref- let me go back and slow this down for you again. All right. So what do you do when you start making money in real estate and that money starts to be a good amount? You take it and you buy an asset, right? And that asset could be a, a, a rental property, a multifamily home. It could be storage units, right? Any asset that brings money in. So when you put, put your money to go park in that asset, whatever that asset might be, it could be a laundromat facility, right? You took the money and purchased a laundromat facility or storage facility or vacant lot that, you know, a lot of truck drivers have to pay and you rent out the slots and that lot now brings income. How do you, what do you do with that income? So what do you do with the income from your producing asset? And that's what we're here to talk about today. So today we're here to talk about what do you do with the money that you take, purchase an asset, whatever that asset may be, whatever vehicle. Remember again, real estate, and I talk about real estate because that's the vehicle I'm driving in, right? It could be someone else could be, uh, what is that thing called? Bitcoins. And that's not doing too good either, right? It could be Bitcoins. It could be... uh, it could be, uh, you know, just whatever that's producing income. What do you do with that income? And so one of the things that I learned is life insurance. Life insurance is another vehicle to make your money work harder for you. And that's what I'm all about now. I'm all about how to make this money keep working. So after I buy producing income property, that income, where does that income go? It goes and it works harder. And it works harder with life insurance. Now, when I say life insurance, the first thing in your head, you might think, uh, yeah, that's life insurance. You got to be dead before you can use your life insurance. And that answer is correct. If you have a certain mindset, if you only deal with a certain life insurance. Yes, that is true. Most of the typical life insurance is term. And that term is, okay, you pay X amount per month and you get whatever $500,000 life insurance. And if you die, they will cut you a check for that life insurance. And that's the typical box. That's the box that an employee or a small business would say, yep, that makes sense. But when you get into the, the investment, the I box... There's a whole different life insurance that you guys need to know about. Yes, there's term and yes, there's whole life insurance. But what I'm talking about with life insurance is called the personal bank concept. And that concept is a little bit like a whole life insurance, but on steroids or on cocaine. And I've never had cocaine before, but I've seen what cocaine have done to people and dogs. Uh, in the military. So going back to what I was saying, this personal bank concept is like whole life insurance on cocaine. And I'll break down that for you so you can understand a little bit more. But that's what I'm going to be talking about today. I'm going to be talking about another vehicle that when you're making money off of your asset and your asset is bringing you what they call mailbox money. 
Mailbox money means it's coming in in the mail or wire transfer. And that's called mailbox money. So when you start building up enough money to where you're buying assets and those assets are bringing in mailbox money, what do you do with the mailbox money? And that's where you start learning. And here's that cookie or that golden uh, nugget is life insurance. And it's called the personal bank concept. And so pretty much the personal bank concept is just like this. It's very simple. It's somewhat of like whole life insurance, but it's on steroids or cocaine. And when I say that, it's because this life insurance or this personal bank concept, you can use your death benefit while you are alive. Let me say that again. This new personal bank concept, when I say new, I mean new as in new to you, but it's been around for years. The wealthy people are using it over and over again to pass on uh, generation and generation money to where it becomes old money. And so they've used this concept to create this old money. Have you ever heard when people say, oh, they got this, they got the new money? That means that new money can go away. That old money stays because it has history. It has a look at the look at the the England, right? Look at the the prince and the and the, and all their 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 loyalty and their their royalty and all the money that's in their family. That is old money. That's generations and generations of passing down that money, and that's old money. And so new money is a, it's a, you got to know what you're doing with it or, it or it goes away. So now back to what I was saying, that personal, uh, personal banking concept. And there's a book that I'm going to try to remember to, to mention in here. Um, I think it's the 21st century financial something. And I will try to get that um, book for you. Um, so that way I have this correct. So please bear with me. I might even need to jump on a computer and. And figure out that book. But back to what I was saying. That personal bank concept. You get to use your death benefit. While you are alive. Because remember in the B box. Which is the big business box. And again that's the rich dad poor dad. And then the I box which is the investment box. Those are box that you're becoming creative. And one of the things you want to do. Is you always want to be creative with. How you use your money. Your money has to continually move, move, move. If your money is sitting, someone else is being creative with your money. And that someone else could be Wells Fargo. It could be USAA. It could be US Bank. It could be uh, whatever else bank you bank with. They are borrowing your money and they're loaning it out to others. Being creative with your money and making money off of your mailbox money. But this concept, you learn how to make money off of your money, which is the mailbox money. So back to what I was saying, I'm going all over the place, hopefully you guys are following, but you get to use your death benefit while you're alive.
And who wants to use their death benefit from their life insurance while they're alive? Raise your hand. I do. Because what better way to spend your life insurance money is when you're alive. Sure, you want to give some to the family member. You want to leave the legacy. But what better way while you're alive and you have your creative thinking, you have your entrepreneurial uh, mindset to where you want to build, you want to borrow money to make money. What better way to start that or to begin wealth by borrowing from your death benefit of a million dollars? How cool will that be to borrow from your death benefit of a million dollars to go buy an asset to help you produce more money. Raise your hand. Uh, that's me. I love to do that. And that's what I'm doing. So the golden nugget today is the life insurance uh, that's on steroids or cocaine. And again, I have not used any one of those. But I, I've seen what steroid and I've seen what cocaine has done to people. Alright? It's, 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 a, it's, it's, a, it's a very fast pace of uh, when that happens to steroids or cocaine. It's, uh, it moves pretty fast. And your wealth and your, your income or your growth would do the same with this concept. So I'm walking around right now and I am trying to find my laptop. Because I'm doing this on the fly, which most of the episodes are on the fly. But I want to find this uh, laptop because I want to make sure I, I mention the right book. And I think the book is the 21st century uh, financial something. But let me break down the rest of that uh, um, benefit of this life insurance. So yes, you do get to use the death benefit while you're alive. You go ahead and ask your guy from the term, hey, I would like to use some of that. I want to borrow from my death benefit. They'll laugh at you because why? That's not the right vehicle for that. You know, if you go to the guys that are doing the whole life insurance and you say, hey, I want to use some of my death benefit today. I want to borrow from it. And when you borrow from this death benefit, when it comes to the, um, the, the personal bank concept, you don't have to apply for a loan. You don't have to uh, uh, get your dental uh, record, your your blood tests, wait 35 days. You don't have to wait for an approval. You get that money within two to three days. And if you wire it, it within, you know, 48 hours or less. So this is not money you need to get approved for. Once you get into this personal uh, bank concept or life insurance, you're in. And you're qualified for the day one, 80% of whatever uh, money is put in. And you can borrow from your death benefit. 80%. Year two, it goes up. Years three, it goes up. Year four, it goes up. So it gets better and better. And next you know, you can pull 100% out of what you put in by borrowing from your death benefit. So I am jumping on this iPad. Because I need to Google while I'm talking to you. I need to Google <clears throat> exactly the name of the book. Because that's probably something I should have done. But this was on the fly. And mostly all the podcasts are on the fly. Because 
I want to push out information and I still want to get stuff done too as well throughout the day um, because I'm a busy bee and I'm sure you guys are as well. So the personal banking concept is very, very important on how when you start making money, how do you grow it fast? How do you make it work harder than how you received it? How do you make it start moving for you? And the faster you learn how to get those money into a vehicle that move and work harder, the quicker you're going to get to that finish line, uh, the quicker you're going to see you accumulate uh, wealth and get that new money to become old money. All right. So some of the benefits is you can borrow while you're alive from your death benefit. You also get 5% interest on the money you put into this life insurance. So if you were putting in 300 bucks a month, right? Because that was your mailbox money. And again, I told you what mailbox money is. It's money that's coming in from your asset. And your asset could be anything, whether it's your Bitcoins or whether it's your real estate rentals, whether it's your land that you're renting out, vacant, whatever asset you use to buy your money to buy an asset. And that money, that asset is bringing you income. That is your mailbox money. And you take that mailbox money and you create a personal bank that you put that $300 into every month. And that $300 gives you a death benefit. And every month you're getting 5% on that $300 interest. That's a plus. You're able to borrow from the death benefit that you were able to get from the 300 per month going in. So you get the death benefit you can borrow from. One of the things with life insurance and why it propels others uh, forward and, 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 uh, and pass on generations of money is because life insurance is tax free. Let me say that again. Life insurance is tax-free. One of the things that I realize in my personal life and as I go through this journey, one of the things that I've seen, I'm only 35 years old, and I've seen so far peers that has got medical issues, peers that have passed away. And one of the things that I see in life, just being from in the military and being at war, and coming out of war and being affected by that. Is that life can go on the blink of an eye. And one thing that no matter how safe you are or unsafe you are. There's no guarantee of when you're going to go. But it's one sure thing is you will go. You will go. I will go. And one of the things that I realized as I started to build this. This, uh, this mindset is that I need to protect my family. I need to protect Avery. I need to protect Michaela. I need to protect Kate if something would happen to me. And so that is something that needs to be faced. And the same thing with you. There's so many people in, in today's world that are living rich, but when they die, they're broke. 
And to me, that is, that is not the way to go. That is not the way I would like my family to see me at the end of my ropes. You know, a lot of us say, and this is getting personal, but a lot of us say that, uh, you know, that you love someone. You, I love you. But the most and the most best way other than verbally saying I love you is that when you leave somehow, whether you or your spouse leave, that they leave their house in order and their finance in order to help protect and move that family forward. And the wealth are doing that through life insurance. They're getting a tax free. So that million dollars, if that's what your policy is, that million dollars goes exactly, you know, all of it goes to your family tax free. If you want a million dollars in the lottery, you're paying tax. But in life insurance, it's tax free. Now imagine if your your kids, right? Because clearly you must be smart, or you must have a creative hat, or you must have your entrepreneur hat on, that you've trained your kid or your family on how to make money work for them. And somehow you passed away, and you got a few assets here and there, and you got mailbox money coming in. Then all of a sudden they get another million, or even two million, or five million dollars come in. That is tax-free, all 100% goes to the family. And they take that $5 million or $2 million or even 500000 or even $400,000, whatever your cap is for right now. They take that money and they go put it to work even more. And they have a policy. So if something happens to them and their kids have a policy, and that's how money becomes old. And that's what the rich are doing to get richer. They're finding ways to make money and pass it along tax-free. They're finding ways to make money by using their death benefit while they're alive. Not when they're dead because it's, it's not useful to you. So back to the, the personal banking concept. A couple of the plus things uh, is the 21st, let's see if I can Google this thing for the first century financial. One of the plus let's see if Google will come up here. So one of the pluses, you get to use your death benefit while you're alive. The money you put in, the mailbox money, gets 5% interest. You also get that death benefit tax-free to make your family move forward, to, to come up, if you would say, to, 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 to pass the baton of tax-free money to your family so they can keep running and making that money work harder and harder for them, right? 
And the next one you get from this concept is health insurance. So this personal bank also have health insurance that if something happens to you while you're alive and there's three stages and there's different level for each stages on what can happen, what cancer, what diagnosis has to happen before you get to that level. But there's three level of medical insurance that if somehow you were alive and you got diagnosed that you're going to pass away in six months, they will cut you a check depending on what level you fall into, and there's three levels, they'll cut you a check immediately of your death benefit. So if you had a, a million dollar death benefit and you, let's say, fell into a stage you know, two cancer, you got four months to live, and you're totally fine right now, and you haven't been to Europe or Spain or Italy, or you didn't get that Ferrari you liked, they will cut you a check so you can get some of that money now for your death benefit and you and your wife can enjoy the last four months of your life in somewhat of a comfort or luxury. And that's awesome. That's the life insurance that I've seen some of my friends that has been diagnosed with very terminal uh, illness was not able to appreciate because they didn't have that set up. And that would have benefited them so much that if they had that golden nugget that I mentioned and now to you, it would have helped them in the last two to three months to go on that bucket list and actually afford it and be happy and comfortable the remaining days of your life. So the personal bank concept, again, the life insurance, it. It gives you, uh, you can, uh, it gives your death benefit. It gives you a cash value because every month you put in cash into it. If it was that mailbox money, 300 bucks, every month it keeps growing at 300 turns 600 and that 600 is getting 5% interest every month, right? And that year comes around 12 months. They give you your interest on that, that 600 and your death benefit goes up. So you can pull from your death benefit. You get a cash reserve value. You get 5% interest. And you get medical insurance and the three different stages depending on what you get diagnosed. That they will cut you a check immediately if you are in one of those categories. And then the last but not least, which is five, it's tax free. So that concept and everything I just mentioned, why would you put your money in a bank account that doesn't give you those five benefits? So if you had your automatic money of $300 or if it's 100 bucks and it just goes into your regular checking account, what is that $100 doing every month when you get another $100 and it becomes two, then another one, it becomes three? What is that money doing? It's idling. It's doing nothing for you. But for the bank, that's $300 they have in reserve that they can loan another person at a higher interest rate and make money off of your mailbox money. 
So that's why the bank already know how to make money off other people's money. And with this concept and this book, it allows you to become your own bank. That's why I keep saying it allows you to become your own bank. So you start naming your policies the bank of XYZ because it's your bank. Your mailbox money comes in, it goes into your bank. Your bank automatically has a death benefit. It automatically has a cash value. It automatically gets 5% interest. It automatically is tax-free. The death benefit, if something has happened to you, which gives your legacy to on to your family. And you can pull from your death benefit the day one you start that policy. How amazing is that? Let me see. Is this is is anyone mine is wrapped around what I just mentioned in the last twenty nine minutes? Has anyone really got the idea how this can snowball you into having financial security, creating new and old money? And I hope the answer is yes. So anyway, that's what I wanted to just talk a little bit about today was how to create wealth with the money you've made from your asset. Because if your money is sitting in the bank and it's staying one place and it's idling, the bank is making money off your money. And the banks are very good at doing that. That's why they want you to do a CD. That's why they want you to take your 5000 10000 20000 and they want to lock it up for a year. And as they lock it up for a year, they give you whatever 2% interest. They're loaning, they're borrowing off of your money and they're giving it to someone to buy a new car. And that's at 8%. So they get out of the 8%, they give you your 2% and they profit 6%. And they made money off of someone else's money. So the... So the bank knows how to do it. But this way is what the old school where everyone else that has money is becoming their own bank. They're controlling their own destiny with life insurance. That's what's also propelling people into financial freedom and to have old money is financial as using uh is using um, life insurance. The correct life insurance. Again, you got term, you got whole life insurance, and those are the, the you know, everyone, the basic guys know about that. The basic gal know about that. The employees know about that. The, the small business guys know about that. This concept I'm talking about is where the wealthier people on the other side of the column the 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 big business the the I column this is outside of the box thinking that they have found and they've they've been quiet about. I remember when I found this concept. It was about a year and a half ago, and I went there because one of my friends she was uh, 
she's up there in the mills, and I don't know exactly what, but she's well off. When when you have a plane that you can just get on and fly, uh, you're doing pretty well. And she and her husband is actually the pilot, and they have their own plane, and and they uh they saw all the movement we were doing, and they, she said, "Hey, Courtney, I want you to read this book." And I read the book again. Successful people leave secret or clues. And they're not going to give you food. They're not going to spoon feed you the entire meal. They're going to leave a little bit. And depending on how you respond to that, is how they go ahead and, and, and process and help you along the way. So what she did was she, she said, hey, I want you to read the book. Um, I read this book right here. I see you're doing a lot in real estate. But, you know, I want you to read this book and, and then, um, you know, let me know how, how it feels. And I said, okay. And I knew she was well off in her financial life. Because, again, you know, you have your own plane. I see them all the time on Facebook. They're flying all over the place. And they're flying. The husband is flying, an engineer. And he flies the plane. And I see him going all over the place. And so I went, I read the book. And I loved it. It opened my mind to saying, Wow. This is a vehicle that I can put my mailbox money in, which will allow my vehicle, which will allow my mailbox money to move, to grow 5% interest, to have a death benefit secured in case something happens to me and I'm working hard for my family and I somehow die. I can pass on a legacy to them and it would be tax free. Plus they will have all the other assets and everything else we bought, but it will be tax free. And you get 5% interest. And if somehow I'm still alive and I get diagnosed with something crazy, we can cut a check. They're going to cut a check for us while I'm alive. So I can enjoy the remaining of my life and knock out that bucket list or pay for this expensive treatment that I need to stay a little bit longer alive. And it opened my eyes like, wow, this is crazy because I've never heard of this area before. But for her, it was a common talk. It was a common language. It was a common practice. How to make new money, old money. And then when you make it old money, how to make it tax-free. Because everybody makes money, but it's getting taxed. Again, you go to a lottery winner, they make money, but guess what? It's getting taxed. So that one million is getting taxed, and they're only going home with XYZ. But having X amount of policies, X amount of uh, personal banks, and something happens, it's tax-free for your family. And hopefully you've educated your family enough on the right side of that column. If you're looking at the, the rich dad, poor dad column, the right side, they understand to take that money to buy more investment properties, buy more insurance policies and banks. Take that automatic money and create more banks to keep the legacy going. And so I found a book. Yay! Everybody's like, yay, about time. It took 35 minutes. But I found a book. I'm sorry again, I'm on the fly here. But I found a book. It's The Financial Independence in the 21st Century. And it's The Financial Independence in the 21st Century. Guys, gal. Go read that book. 
Read that book. And again, when I say successful people leave clues, they do. And that was a clue I got a year and a half ago. And I took that as a sign to do what I was told. And I did. That opened my mind up to crazy amount of uh, of tools to get me where I'm going and where my family's going. Another thing, after I read that book, it was amazing. We sat down, we talked about it, and she said, "I want to, I want you to introduce you to someone I know that can tell you more about this." So we went to a hotel place. They had a nice gathering. It was about maybe twenty-five people, and I went there. And I'm twenty. I was a year and a half ago. So whatever age I am, I'm thirty-five now. And I'm in the crowd, and you have people in their 50s, 60s, 65s, and they were in that room, and they were just starting all of that, because they were at an age, again, 55, 60, 65, they're at their retirement age, or they had that mailbox money coming in, because they've already earned, they've already did the hard work, I'm assuming, and they had mailbox money in and they wanted to figure out what to do with their mailbox money or their retirement checks. So there was a lot of retired people, at least what it appears. And I'm the only guy, 30 something years old, the only one. I was only the, I was the only black African-American there. I know that for sure because I looked. It was Asians, it was um, white, um, maybe one or two Hispanics, but... For the most part, it was majority heavy, uh, um, you know, white. And then there was, uh, then I think there was a little bit more. And then there was a little bit of uh, Asian, uh, one or two uh, Hispanics. And I was the only black young person and male there. And so I sat in the class and everyone else is looking, reading, and their eyes are opening up as if, man... Why am I just learning about this vehicle at 60-something years old when I've had this automatic mailbox money for years that could have been just tripling and doubling and becoming old money by now? And when I got the information, I thought, man, what if I knew this 10 years ago when I was 20? How I would have been snowballing into into, uh, you know, wealth, into security, financial security. Um, but at the same time, a few of them came over to me and said, you know, if they knew, if they were, you know, that I was starting out at a good age, that, man, if I were your age and just learning this, I'd have been all over it and, I, and I'm going to start now, but you have an advantage over us. And the reason why I have a little bit of advantage over them is, yes, because I'm young. Two, I've already started mailbox money. I didn't wait till 65 years old for mailbox money. And so those were the two plus that I realized. And after that, I sat down with the guy that, you know, that can do all the stuff. And next thing you know, boom, we started it. And we have a lot of banks now. A lot of banks. And, and this is just another vehicle to, to get us to our destination. And so I share that with you guys because as you start building your, 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 your income and then you take that money to go buy assets and you look at your asset now that's bringing in income, 
Don't let that income sit in the bank, checking or saving or CD account. Because the bank is going to become, do what bank does. They're going to make money off of your money. They're going to give you 1% while they go ahead and add a certain amount of reserve in their account or your account. They're able to loan out a certain amount of money and they're going to loan it much higher than what they're giving you interest rates so they can make money off of your money. All right. And so the book, again, is Financial Independence in the 21st Century. It's a little bit of a bluish book and it has a couple of... uh, um, like high uh, buildings, all right. It was it was in 2012. The book came out. I want you guys to read that book, and that's all I'm going to say on that piece right there. So if you want to start learning how to create wealth and doing it tax free, and also doing it to where you're making five percent interest on your money, you're able to pull from your death benefit day one of your policy or your bank and you're able to have health insurance if something would happen to you that you're able to your life your insurance will cut you a check immediately depending on what stage you fall into and there's three of them they will cut you and your you a check so you can enjoy the remaining of your days because one of the things and this isn't going back personal One of the things that I start to look at is death is going to happen to us. It's going to happen. And what makes me a little bit surprised and angry is when someone don't prepare their family and themselves for it. And when I say that, I look at, you know, and there's some areas where I see the GoFundMe pages. And some of them are legit. Some of them are. But some of them are sad as well. Because that is one thing you can bet. You are going to die. I am going to die. That's something I know that's going to happen. Why make it a surprise to your family? Why make your family suffer? So many people I've seen, you know, from Facebook and from personal experience... Live rich. Always with the latest, greatest clothes, shoes, you know, cars, all that good stuff. They, they, they live wealthy. But when they die, the family is in a, tr- in a very, um, very unhealthy state. They're constantly selling their stuff. They're immediately got to go find a new apartment or have to sell their home, have to downgrade to a smaller home, have to sell a car, got to pay off the debt that the credit card that they've been racking up while they were showing off to be rich or wealthy or they got it, they made it. That to me is sad. And I don't want to ever do that to my family. Because truly, someone that doesn't take care of their their affairs and they die and they live rich but die broke. And if they said while they were rich, I love you, I love you to their family. 
and they died and they're, they're all in mess and their family has to deal with all of it and all of that uncovers. To me, that's saying F you. To me, that's saying F you, you go figure it out to your spouse, to your kids. I didn't have the discipline to figure it out while I was alive. You figure it out, F you, and I'm out. See, one of the things I want to say, and I do say when I'm alive, is to my family, is that I, I love them. I love them. I love Avery. I love Michaela. And I love Kate. And when I pass away, what I want to say is that exact same message, that exact same message to them. And I want to say it in a financial voice in a voice to show discipline in a voice to show I was proactive in a voice to show I really love them that I set them up for success so I'm jumping off of this topic right now if you guys can hear me it's getting a little passionate there um, but I want you guys to read that book Financial independence in the 21st century. You guys read that book. You get that message. Let me know. Let me know what you guys think. And again, when you do get the message and everything's going and you're thinking, oh man, I need to protect myself, my family. I need that tax free. I need that 5%. I need to be able to draw from my death benefit to go buy an asset. Because that's one of the cool things, right? Let's say you had $20,000, right? And you go ahead and you created a bank. You created a bank to do that $20,000. Now that $20,000 get 5% interest. You, you got a death benefit on that $20,000. You can pull from the death benefit. You pull from the death benefit, right? And you take that money, you pull from the death benefit, and you go buy an asset. Now that twenty grand is working really hard for you. Because not only is it just twenty grand. It's growing 5%. You have a death benefit that is tax-free. You have a life insurance that anything happens to you, you're going to get more than that $20,000 value. Plus, you borrowed from the death benefit to go buy an asset. And that $20,000 is working in five to, six, five to six different ways hard for you. Compared to 20000 just sitting in your checking account. Or 20000 just sitting in your CD getting 2% interest. But if you created your own bank, your 20000 created a death benefit of X amount of dollars. It created a cash value. It created 5% interest. It created a health insurance with those three different stages. And then you borrow from the death benefit. The first year, I think you can borrow 80-something thousand. 80%, sorry, thousand of it. You borrow from that, could create another asset, buy another asset. That 20000 is working a lot for you. That one $20,000 did everything I just mentioned. Plus, if you go buy now an asset, another asset, you're making money again. And you take that automatic money and create another policy. 
And it just gets better and better and better. And next thing you know, you're just avalanche, snowball. So hopefully you guys like this episode. It's about creating wealth. How to make your mailbox money work hard for you. Because again, in the E and the B, in the E and the S column, it's how to work hard for money. In the I and the B column, or in the I column, it's buying assets to work for you and keep those assets working harder and harder every time. All right, hopefully you guys like this episode. And the last time again, the financial independence in the 21st century. It's a little bluish book with a tall building, skyscrapers. Uh, it's written in 2012. The Financial Independence in the 21st Century. Read it. It's working. And it has worked. So read that book. Let me know what you guys think. If you want more information, that's too easy. But read it. And hopefully that will help you guys on your journey once you start making money. And you're buying assets. And that asset is bringing in mailbox money. That's a vehicle to put it in. Alright, hey guys, this is Courtney. I know it's August uh, 29th and I haven't been on in August at all. So I need to do another episode. I can't I can't leave you guys with just one episode in August. So I'll get another episode. I have been busy, um, you know, doing deals, uh, taking some trips. Um, we actually did a car show about last weekend. We did a car show, which was pretty cool. You know, pulled out the Ferrari, pulled out, uh, you know, the Mustang, pulled out the Chevy, then went to a car show. So I captured all of that on camera and I got to figure a way to put that together and maybe put it out, you know, just to show you guys if you haven't been to a car show, what you're missing and how cool and how approachable everyone is and how they have a common interest in old and new cars and how pleasant it is at a car show so i'll try to put that together as a nice little package and push it out on facebook instagram and all that good stuff so you guys can see get serious on uh, real estate it's the most common vehicle to wealth it's the most common vehicle to being financially free it's the most common vehicle that people that already has money Go and park it, their money, and that's in real estate. And people that don't have any money, right, that's how they get money. All right, thank you guys for clicking play. Thank you guys for staying this long on this episode. 50 minutes and some change, which is pretty long, and I gave you guys what I got for today. Keep clicking play. If you guys like what I'm saying, just comment. Again, this is a serving uh, you know, this is a tennis court. I serve the ball, you serve it back. All right. Thank you guys again for clicking play. You can find me on yellowribbonventures.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram. Um, I see what you guys are doing out there. I see you guys are growing. I hear you. Um, continue that traffic. And again, if you guys got questions, concerns, this is the platform for me. This is where I will be. This is where I will answer questions, concerns. When I have the opportunity to do so, because I do have a life as well um, that I have to juggle with this uh, podcast as well. Thank you guys for clicking play. Courtney Lindsay again. And talk to you guys very soon because I got to get you guys another episode. Bye.